Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast for Brain Fact Friday and episode number 173. On the neuroscience of our beliefs, where we'll take a deeper dive into what our beliefs are, how they impact our day-to-day life, habits, successes, and failures, and how we must pay attention to them because they can make the difference between life and death, health and illness, and increased clarity in our life. For those who are new here, I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator from Toronto, Canada, now in Arizona, and like many of you listening, have been fascinated with learning and understanding the science behind high-performance strategies that we can use to improve our own productivity in our schools, our sports, and workplace environments. The purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of this new discipline that backs our learning with simple neuroscience to make it applicable for us to all use right away for immediate results. This week's Brain Fact Friday comes to you as I'm in the final stages of writing a research paper or an abstract to complete a year-long neuroscience certification course that I've been taking with Mark Waldman, who began teaching me how to understand the impact of neuroscience on the brain and learning back in 2014. I know I was one of his very first students who began working with him years before he launched his training program that's rigorous and not everyone who joins completes it. Learning anything new requires consistent focus and effort, and my hopes are to continue to translate the most current and accurate neuroscience research to be useful in your daily life through this podcast. Once this abstract is graded, I'll share it with you for a more in-depth look at the future of educational neuroscience with a look back at where it began, some of the criticism it's faced, while sharing the impact I see it having on our future generations of teachers and learners. Stay tuned for this and for more interviews coming next week. But until then, for this week's Brain Fact Friday, we'll examine how beliefs show up in our brain and what we should all know about what we believe and how to sharpen and even challenge our beliefs for improved results. If I asked you right now to define what a belief is, I'm sure we'd all come up with a different definition. But did you know that from the perspective of neuroscience, that all beliefs, factual beliefs, self-beliefs, social beliefs, monetary beliefs, health beliefs, just to name a few, are incomplete predictions formed in the default mode network, our imagination network. And if you're to look in the show notes, it's the yellow and orange areas in the brain. These predictions, whatever it is that we believe, combine subjective feelings that are mostly imaginary and a product of the default mode network, our imagination center, with factual observations, forming an emotional cognitive bias which is embedded in our long-term memory. Remember that all beliefs have limitations, and every one of them contains assumptions and inaccuracies concerning the true nature of the world. So to summarize this brain fact, our beliefs are incomplete predictions about the future, formed as a part of our imagination network, combining current feelings with factual observations 
with bits and pieces of old memories, forming a cognitive bias, whether you're right or wrong, this is how your brain sees the world. Your brain doesn't care if it's true or false, right or wrong. It will create what you need to help you to go after the rewards that are important to you in your life. Wait a minute, I'm thinking, and I know you're also thinking, stop for a minute. You mean our deepest beliefs or what we strongly believe are false or imaginary or have inaccuracies? Simon Sinek launched his career with his first book, Starts With Why, that's all about how great leaders inspire action by saying what they believe. And I know when I worked for Pearson Education in the publishing field, I believed in their mission statement of doing the right thing every day that was behind the high level of work ethic that governed what I did from the minute I woke up until I went to sleep at night. So how on the earth can what we believe be inaccurate? Tom Beekbane got us started on this train of thought on episode 144 with his topic, Consilience, a new way to look at the world. An expert in psychology, Dr. Howard Rankin, kept our thinking going on episode 146 with how not to think when he reminded us that our thinking is illogical. Then this week, I joined a discussion with my neuroscience class where we looked at how our beliefs can be irrational and how important it is to recognize that the memories and beliefs we have about ourselves are the most untrustworthy of all. I know that these past few episodes resonated with you, the listener, as they remain in the top performing list of this podcast the past couple of months. So I think that you, like me, are willing to challenge some of our beliefs and in turn increase our self-awareness. John Harmon reminded us of the importance of believing in our students or the self-belief that we must have while doing math on episode number 170. And I know that my mom's personal story of how she thinks she beat uterine cancer in the late 90s stemmed from her belief in her wellness. So I'm not ready to cross all beliefs off our list yet, but I am open-minded enough to take a closer look at what I believe and why. Dr. Andy Newberg and Mark Waldman reminded us in their book, Born to Believe, that the human brain is really a believing machine. And every experience we have affects the depth and quality of those beliefs. The belief may hold only a glimmer of truth, but they always guide us toward our ideals. Without them, we cannot live, let alone change the world. They're our creed. They give us faith and they make us who we are. Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. But viewed through the lens of neuroscience, it might be better stated as I believe, therefore I am. So what is the problem with our beliefs when it comes to looking at them through the lens of neuroscience? There's no such thing as truth from a neuroscientific perspective. Just look at the list of cognitive biases reminding us that our beliefs are an illusion. We have beliefs that help us to avoid mistakes, beliefs for staying focused, and beliefs for confirming our existing beliefs. Looking at the list, can you pick out what you believe? And then look at the cognitive biases associated with your belief. So what exactly are beliefs? We listed a few of them at the start of this episode, like factual beliefs or self-beliefs. And we've talked about beliefs on other episodes, specifically number 66, where I did a deep dive into the lessons learned when I worked with Bob Proctor in the motivational speaking industry. Proctor's work was centered around changing people's self-limiting beliefs, 
that we should all know never to trust, specifically with regards to someone's ability to earn money. If you go back and listen to episode number 66, you'll see where I had an aha moment around my original belief of earning money, changing the belief that we have to trade our time to earn income when I saw how many people earned money through multiple sources. Some sold products and services online, and others earned commission through sales. But this changed my belief and opened up the keyhole and levels of awareness. Changing our beliefs can be known as changing our paradigms, which are a multitude of habits that guide every move we make. I learned so much from those early days working with self-limiting beliefs when Proctor said to me, Andrea, what do you really want? And I remember quietly answering him, not at all believing what I was saying, stating something about wanting to make an impact with education in our youth. I knew I had a lot to learn before I experienced what he called praxis, which is when we integrate our beliefs with our behaviors. What I believed and the actions I was taking hadn't quite lined up yet. With time and experience, I began to integrate my beliefs with my behavior and actions. The stronger our belief, the more steadfast you'll be with your actions, changing your thoughts and feelings, and eventually your conditions, circumstances, and environment will change. This is when the true magic associated with belief occurs. This is the magic that Waldman and Newberg talked about when they said that our belief gives us our faith and makes us who we are. So how do we become better believers in three steps? Well, let's start with step one, believe with your brain and mind. The belief system that you have that feels the most true or important to you is a combination of the salience network that puts a value on what you think is important and meaningful in your life from your default mode or imagination center. Think about what you value, what is true to you. This will help you to get closer to seeing what you believe with your brain and mind. Here's an example. Have you ever changed an old belief based on something new you've learned? How does this happen? Well, it happens when you change what you valued and your brain, your salience network, was involved in this process. I think about the fact that I would never have grabbed a stick of butter and would even have considered eating it, let alone put it in my coffee when I was in my late 20s. Butter was full of fat and something I believed we should avoid. Fast forward to 2016 when I found Jason Whitrock from episode 94 on YouTube and along with the availability heuristic bias, I saw it on YouTube and this trainer is in good shape so I've got to believe him. I changed my belief that eating fats won't make me fat and this belief changed the way that I eat. Think about the beliefs that you used to hold that might have changed over time and then look at the list of cognitive biases to see why they might have changed based on the value that your brain put on this belief. Step two, integrate your beliefs with your behavior with praxis. Celebrate small wins with your goals. Brendan Burchard, the author of High Performance Habits, talks about the importance of celebrating small wins into your weekly schedule so that you can integrate these wins into your identity. He often coaches people who forget to do this. They're so focused and in pursuit of that large goal that in the process of being laser focused on the end result, they forget to integrate or even feel the small wins along the way. This is much like what Proctor was talking about with the concept of praxis, 
where someone never does integrate their beliefs with their behavior. Without praxis or integrating or feeling small wins, you never gain the belief needed for the realization of the end goal. To do this, make sure you carve out time in your schedule to look at and celebrate your small wins. And finally, challenge your beliefs. If our beliefs really are inaccurate, why not be open to the fact that we think, therefore, we are wrong, and look at the world through a scientific lens where we see our beliefs as cognitive biases and challenge them. The more we can challenge what we believe, think about how our thinking is flawed, the happier we will be, the less conflict we'll have in our personal and professional lives, and we will in turn become better believers. I hope these ideas have added clarity to your perception of beliefs, not confusion. And of course, this is because I operate with the I need to please everyone bias. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, as it still has me thinking. In the meantime, I'll see you next week with an interview from Dr. Lee Stevens on his new book that's coming out this fall, Effective Neuroscience and Psychotherapy, that will take us deeper into understanding our emotions at the brain level and their influence on our behavior, memory, and judgments. Have a good weekend. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.